is Enhance Your Faith as overarching title. And the subtitle for today, like how we had the subtitle for last week, was Where's Your Faith? The subtitle for today is Know and Trust God, and in parentheses, Total Surrender. If you want to say it, know and trust God, you could, you know, know and trust God, total surrender. That's basically what it is. Now let's go to scripture, Matthew 14, 22 to 32. In the New Living Translation, say immediately after Jesus, after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. You know, it's same, it's, it's like the same lake aspect that we dealt with here. You know, the Lord took us through last week, but it's a little different scenario. He says, while he sent the people home, he says, after sending them home, he went up to the into, into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, for a strong wind had arisen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on water, they, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost, 27. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. Then Peter asked, called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me, tell me to come. Um, um, sorry, it's coming. coming. Could you repeat yourself? yourself, please? Please. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so. All right. Did I say 27? Let me just start from 27. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I'm here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come walking on water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the other side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really, you, are, you really are the son of God, they exclaimed. So I, I would encourage you that um, if, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to, I just put it up yesterday. Sorry, uh, it's my own late, uh, my own fault too. I put it up last night, you know. Um, so I would encourage you to to go back to last Sunday if you if you missed last Sunday, you know, where where the subtitle was "Where's Your Faith?" You know, it's not a continuation. It's just it's it's more of to build your faith. So you listen to one, you get to the, get to the other. You know. And you see that there's, like I said, it's not connected, but it's good to follow along because the Bible says we should be united in faith. So you see that last week's last week's message, like I said, you know, it seems like we're talking about all the, all the time we're saying, let's cross over to the other side. It's, God, it's God's way of really speaking to us that we really, really, we should cross over to the other side. We should cross over from doubt and unbelief to the aspect of faith. You know, if you think about it, he says, hey, let's walk together. Let's cross over to the other side. So let's let's go into the word. I'm just giving you a quick overview. As, as you know, as we as they were equipped with the word, you know, think about this. The disciples, the Bible says, Jesus says, cross over to the other side. The God gave them an instruction. Jesus gave them an instruction. As they were equipped with the word. They were crossing over to the other side. Trouble came. Trouble came. So when you're equipped with, with God's word, 
it does not mean everything will go smoothly. I think people have this misconception that, you know, that when you have the word of God, when you have the answer from God, that everything will go smoothly. It does not mean the devil will not knock, come and knock on your door and say, you know what, I want to challenge this word. It does not mean that. You know, the devil will throw, like I said last Sunday, the devil will throw the book at you. He will throw everything. Even he has to throw a chair at yourself so he can destabilize you, he will do it. And his, his hope is for you to just want to do what? Give up. He wants you to just give up, give in. That's all he wants. That's his plan. So it's good for us to know this because I've heard people, you know, I've heard people, then how come? How come, you know, God, God gave me the word. God gave it to me. And how come it didn't, it didn't work? How come I'm having so many problems? You should know who's behind the problems. Is the enemy. He wants you to do what? Destabilize you. And when you're equipped with that, then you know how to do what, what to do. And this is what we're going we're gonna to talk about. What do you do? Let's look at, let's go back to Matthew 14, 25 to 26, Passion. Passion says, at about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, a ghost. So it means, thank you, sorry. It means that it's obvious the disciples did not know him. Can you imagine that? See, Jesus came to them walking on, on the waves. The disciples saw him, Jesus, walking on the on top of the, but what they were terrified because he was in the dark. Four o'clock in the morning. Think about it. It's four o'clock in the morning. He's in the dark. But they didn't know him. You know, they saw a shad, you know, a shadowy figure, and he's like, man, who's this person? But the thing about it is, when you know somebody, no matter how person person in the shadow, you know, okay, this is ah, no, this is Pastor Chuk. You know, this is him. You know, sometimes I play, I play. Uh, they tricks on my wife and, you know, come out and she's ah, it's you now. Come on, why are you trying to trick me? Because there's a knowing, there's, there's a knowing, you know, so it's obvious they were terrified because they didn't know who Jesus is. They didn't know him intimately. You know, you can know somebody, but do you really know that person? They might have known about Jesus, but they didn't, they didn't know, really know Jesus. So anybody can come to church, but do they really know Jesus? Do they, do they have a knowledge of who Jesus is? Do they have an intimate relationship with Jesus? That's the key. And that's the most important thing. We need to know that our, for ourselves, we need to know who Jesus is for ourselves. We need to walk with the Holy Spirit. And when we walk with the Holy Spirit, we then walk with Jesus. And you know, that's what the Bible is saying. Let's look at, let's look at what the Bible says about this aspect of walking with, with the Holy Spirit and basically walking with Jesus. In Romans, Romans 8, 6 to 8, Living Bible. It says, following after the Holy Spirit, following after the Holy Spirit leads to life and peace. But following after the, the old nature leads to death. You know, King James would say, you know, the, the carnal mind, when you, carnal mind leads to death. But this, this one is, is just bringing it out. It says, let me read it again. It says, following after the Holy Spirit leads to what? Life and peace. But following after the, the you can call it the carnal mind, you, call, the, you can call it the old nature. That's basically what it is. It says, following after the old nature leads to what? To death. Because the old sinful nature within us is against God. It's against God. It never did obey God's law. And it will never, it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of the sinful, you know, the sinful self, bent on following the old, old evil desires, can never what please God. We cannot know God by allowing our sinful nature or our old nature to lead us. 
And our old nature is our old nature, our old sinful nature is basically opposite. They are completely opposite to God. Our sinful nature is moved by the physical. Our sinful nature is moved by its physical because it's, you know, it's touch, feel, you know, and that's basically what it is. And our new nature, the nature that is, that, that is Christ's nature, Jesus' nature that we have in us, is moved by what? By the things of the Spirit. It's moved by the Holy Spirit. So if we say we walk and we know Jesus, you need to ask yourself, how much of the Holy Spirit is moving in your life? Knowing Jesus is not equivalent to be physically minded. I will say this again. Knowing Jesus is not equivalent to be physically minded. Knowing Jesus is being spiritually minded because the spiritual controls what? The physical, we talked about the last Sunday. This, the, the, I'll say, I'll say this again. Knowing Jesus is not equivalent to the physical, to be physically minded. Knowing Jesus is, is being spiritually minded because the spiritual controls the physical. The physical does not control the physical. You know, that's the thing. That's why it says, call those things that are not as if they were. You don't call those things that are not as if they, they are. No. The physical does not control the physical. Let's look at it. In Hebrew 11. We look at it in two different translations in that Hebrew 11. Hebrew 11. It says, by faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So God is spirit. So his word is what? His spirit. So the visible did not make the seen. So let's look at it. Let's, let me, let me, let's look at it. Let's dive into it in message. Let's look at it in message. Let's, let's see it again in message. The same, the same Hebrew 3. 11, Hebrew 11, 3. Yeah, the message is on the right. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry, thank you. He says, by faith, we see the world called... The, let me read it from yours. Maybe I don't. By faith, we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see, what we see created by what we do not see. So the word of God created what we see. The word of God, or the you can call it the word from God, created what we see now. The spiritual created the physical. And that's basically the truth. You know, last, 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 um, last Saturday, I, I, I brought a prayer request for us in the prayer group, in the prayer meeting. I would call it prayer group, but prayer meeting too. I put the request was a, 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 a an urgent request for some so for somebody. I'm trying to protect the person's identity just in case the person is listening. For somebody, we prayed for that person. In the physical, was about to break, collapse. Was. Forget it. It was going to go. The man asked me, he says, could you please pray for, for me? Pray for us. And what then happened? I brought it up because we're, we have a prayer focus this, this, this month. God gave us a prayer focus. We pray about everything, but God gave us a prayer focus. Marriages. Let's pray for marriages. And what happened? We prayed. The following Saturday, the guy got it. I got a text. And the text says, What? Everything is going well. Why? The spiritual trumps the physical. 
the, the spiritual, when you pray in the spirit by faith, by faith, it changes what is going on on the ground. It changes what is going on. So we need to, we, we, we need, we need to know, know that God wants us to totally submit to his will, his word. He doesn't want us to be wishy-washy. Sometimes we are physically minded. Sometimes we are spiritual minded. Sometimes we, we you, know, the, you know, Revelation says it. We are neither here or there. Even James says it. James says, you know, the double-minded man is what? Unstable in his ways. And the, the, the answer was there. He says, you will never get what? Anything from God. When you're physically minded and spiritually minded, you don't get anything. Unless it's the grace of God. The grace of God comes and says, okay, no, let me, let me give this person grace. Let me give him grace. Let him, let me push him up. But there will come a time that God will, will call you to order and say, come here. What are you doing? Either you do this. He will call you to order. Yes, his grace is sufficient, but you know what? When you start growing and growing, ah, you, can, you can pray for your child that is six, but when the child gets to 18, the Lord will see. He might ask get, get, get faith for yourself now. And, and, you, know, you can't stand shorty for him in, in the aspect of prayer. He has to do it for himself. But God's grace, my point is God's grace is ultimate, but you, you can't just, you can't keep on being, I preached this some time back, you know, draw the line. That was the, the message. It's like two years ago I preached that. Draw, draw the line. I'm not going, the line, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm on, you think about a line, X, Y axis. I'm not going past that line. I'm not going back, to, I'm not going back to the physical. I'm not going back to the old nature. I'm going to do what? I'm staying where, where I'm supposed to stay. Matthew 14, 28 to 31. Passion. So Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. He was walking on water too. But when he realized how high the waves were, he began, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand, lifted him up and said, what little faith you have. Why would you doubt? Why would you let, why would you let, let doubt win? Come on, he says, why do you, why would you let doubt win? So Jesus told Peter to come. And Peter walked on water. Think about this. Jesus gave his word. And Peter walked according to his word. And that water is his word. He walked according to the word. He, he, put, he put the faith in action. Because the, 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 the instruction was an action instruction. Come. Come doesn't say, come means come, correct? Come is an action word. When I tell, you know, David, David, come. It means, David, come. <laughs> it means I don't know, English. Outside will say Zomana. Sorry, outside is a Nigerian language. Ibo will say Bia. That's like you. Come. Is an, an action word. Come. So when I say David, come. I'm expecting him to do what? Take his two feet and come. Is an action word. And what did Peter do? 
Peter did what? He acted on the come. If God did not speak, then why are you going? Why are we moving? When God speaks to move, there's an expectation that God expects us to move. When God is telling us to act on his word, he's giving, he's saying, act on the word. So it means that what? We need to do what? Hold on to do what? Is the word that we are holding on to. We're looking at the word and we're doing what? We're moving. We're facing, think about it this way. You, you put in, you program your GPS. Program your GPS. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is a funny one. The Lord is reminding me of uh, my wife, my friend and I were, were going we're going to men's retreat, and he has a car GPS and he has a phone GPS. The car, he, we put in the, the address, men's retreat address, in the in both GPSs. As we're going, one says make right, and another one says make left. So we looked at each other and said, so which which one should we go with? Then the man now said, he now confessed, said, this, my GPS is old, I will update it. Let's go with the phone on GPS. If you have one GPS that is telling you, go this way, all you're concentrating on is the GPS that is telling you, go that way, because in the GPS knows. You're fixing your eyes on that GPS. And when there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's trouble, the GPS will do what? Reroute. It will reroute and tell you, tell you to go this way. When you're acting on the word of God, you're looking at the word, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So you're fixing your eyes on the word. So even if the devil comes and throws you, throws you a wrench or throws some kind of blockade or throws something, He's trying to make you fix your eyes on the physical. But don't forget, we're not carnally minded. We're, 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 what? we're spiritually minded. So because we're not carnally minded, we're not fixing our eyes on his trouble. You know, I was, I was praying the spirit this, just before, before coming down to set up. And, you know, I was, I was talking to the Lord. I said, but look at this thing. It hasn't changed yet. You know, the Lord says, did I tell you to look at it? <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Come on. Why you, this is a low shot. Man. It's a low blow. Come on. He says, take your mind. You're coming. He said to me, you're coming to tell people to take their mind away from the physical. And you, you're a pastor. You're looking at it saying it hasn't changed. <laughs> you are looking. I was like, okay. You shouldn't have just, you should have reminded me this thing, maybe Monday, not now. But it's, it's basically the truth. The devil is throwing, will throw everything. His goal is to distract you and do what? Bring fear. But you have to be determined in your heart that no matter what, like our thing, no matter the wind, like our thing for the year, no matter the wind, he can blow the wind. He can even bring fan, huge industrial fan to blow you. You say, no, 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 I know in whom I believe. I'm gonna stay right here. I'm gonna focus on the word. When you look at the physical fear, anxiety, insomnia, stress, the watch the devil throws at you. But it will take the grace of God because now you have to what think about it. The Lord explained this to me one time, but I don't, I won't say it now. He explained this. You have the word. The word is the one that is propelling you. You're so gingered up. You you have joy, man. Joy overflows in my heart. You're like. Sing a new song to the Lord. I will praise your name. People, people, the, the ushers are holding you. Say, stop. He said, No, I will worship you. Glory, hallelujah. 
You're praising God. Then tomorrow you get out of the job, you get out of church. The devil comes and throws you one, you just instead of you, you forgot the joy overflows in your heart. You forgot that one on Sunday. On Monday night, you're buckling. What do I do? The devil is trying to do what? We could just throw down that fix. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's his job. It, it doesn't work. And when you throw down that baton, that word of faith, as soon as you throw it down, as soon as you throw it down, it will take the grace of God for you to pick it up again and keep going. It will take the grace of God. This is what happened to Peter. He was focused on Jesus. He said, Jesus, tell me to come. Jesus says, come now. He took, he walked on the water. Then he looked. He noticed. That's the, he noticed the waves were high. He's like, oh my goodness. I'm going. Because you know, the devil always throws something at you to see for you to notice. So, so why did you allow, why did you let doubt win? Jesus was asking, why did you let the devil win? Why did you allow the physical in? Why did you allow the sinful nature to take over? Why do you allow the old nature to win? Doubt is believing in the natural, the result is feared. Faith is believing in the spiritual, the result is victory. I repeat. Doubt is believing in the natural. The result is fear. Faith is believing in the spiritual and the result is victory. Let me, let me give you an example. Let me, let me bring it down to earth for a second. Let me tell you about me. And I beg you, please don't tell anybody. Oh, what am I saying? Don't tell anybody. It's recording. So okay, forget it. The best city on the... The cat is out of the back. It's, it's okay. Look, when we're in our old in our in our old church, no old church. I won't say old church. The living church. You know, I was asked to teach Sunday school class, an adult class, adult Sunday school class. That was the ask. So, the, 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 the Sunday school superintendent asked me. Say, can you please teach adult class? Because I've gone through, I went through all the classes. And now I'm in adult class. And we're looking for a teacher. <clears throat> then I looked at the adult class. And the adult class comprised of people that are older than me, much older than me. People that were Christians long time ago. And what happened? I was intimidated by this, the, just looking at them. I said, these people are looking at them, doing no smile. They didn't crack a smile. I'm like, man. So basically, I was looking at what? The natural. And I did what? I looked inadequate. Have you tried to put an application for a job that you say, man, you look at your CV, you say, man. I don't know about this, man. But the Lord says, put in the, put in. My God, man, my CV doesn't, my CV doesn't, there's no, but the God says, don't look at your CV. Look at me. Put in your application. <laughs> or you're in business, the Lord says, do this. I'm like, God, what's, I don't have money in my account. God said, man, just do it. There's, in the natural, I looked inadequate. Because I looked at it using the physical eyes. I looked at it with my physical eyes. Fear and anxiety became a factor for my answer. And you know what my answer was. Hey, a big, big juice. No. The way I said it, no. The woman was like, really? I said, no. She asked me like almost the whole week. I said, no. 
She said, why? I said, look at the people. No. She became frustrated. And she now reported me to our senior pastor. Senior pastor's wife. Senior pastor's wife now held a meeting. Sunday school students and aspirants to the school students. They invited us, said, okay, come, let me talk to you. Look, man, my mind was, my mind already was made up. I knew my answer. My answer was no. It used to say no. I was physically there, but mentally I was in back rack. Uh, I used to like this uh, uh, shop in, in, in Masons. It's closed down now, but not in Masons anymore. Back rack is the men's clothing store. I, I'll be shopping there. I was like, yeah, I'll go look for it. I was like, not there. But the next day, during my morning devotion, the Lord asked me a question. I was just praying. The Lord just asked me this question. He says, and I remember, <laughs> Easter, I, I, I remember I even talked about it during Sunday school class. And I talked about it when I was ex we were exalting, we were, sometimes we exalt people at the church to consider that they can come to Sunday school. I told them, God asked me this question. Are you teaching Sunday school for my benefit or for your benefit? That cured me one second. What? One second. I said, the Lord, you know, that's an obvious question. That's an obvious answer to me. It is for my benefit. It's for me to grow. It's for me to grow to know you. It's for me to grow to know you, to, to know who you are, to know you intimately. And the Lord told me, he says, go and teach my people. Go is an action word. He said, go and teach my people. The Lord gave me that instruction. The next Sunday, man, I told the Sunday school teach, uh, superintendent, I said, the head of ministry, I said, ah, I'm going to accept. I, man, she was excited. She hugged me. She said, I couldn't find anybody. And the Lord says, it is you. But you said no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, it's amazing. I tell you, I was equipped with the word of God. I did not look at faces. You know how they say, Sorry, this uh, you know these people say you know when you're when you're in front of people you know and you're making a speech and it's full of people room you don't look at their faces. Some people say look pretend they are they are naked or some people say all kinds of nonsense, you know. But this time around, I just didn't look at anybody. The only thing I saw honestly was each time I looked to the back, I saw Jesus sitting down. Each time I looked to the back, I saw Jesus. So all I was focused on was, I'm preaching, uh, it is him that I'm focusing on all the time. But you know, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not, this, this is true. People started to come to the church and to start coming to the class. As the church grew, people were coming to the class. People were hungry. God brought people to that class. But you know, like anything, the devil will come. <laughs> he come and try to, he will send one agent. The, man, the person might not know that they're agents, but they will send one agent. And will come and try to intimidate me. And I'll feel like, wow, what would I do here? And what, what the Lord will tell me is, why don't you ask the people a question? Like, as they're answering it, I'll be praying in the spirit. God, give me boldness to preach your word. God, give me the boldness. I don't care who the person is. Give me the boldness. As I'm praying like that in the, in the, in the Holy Spirit, that's why it's important to pray in the Holy Spirit. As I'm praying like that in the Holy Spirit, what happened? The, the Lord will use somebody to quiet that person down. Man, just listen to him. That's the person that God has brought us to teach. Listen to him. Stop my nonsense. And everything will calm down. And I'll just keep going. It was, it, it was definitely a place to see God move in different ways. The word produced the physical. The word of God, the word from God brought me to this place now. Is that teaching? Supposing I decide, man, I'm looking at the physical, I say, man, all these people will intimidate me. I forget it. I'm not going to teach them. 
that experience in Sunday school prepared me for the future. That experience in Sunday school prepared me for, for what I didn't, if you told me I was going to be a pastor then no. It was in Sunday school that God, during that Sunday school, I, I don't know how many years I taught Sunday school, but it was that time that I became a pastor. <laughs> during that time, I became a pastor. Can you imagine if I said no? Think about it. Now, Peter walked with Jesus and these experiences prepared Peter for the future. It prepared him for the future. As Peter grew in the knowledge of Jesus, he grew in what? In faith. After Christ, Peter was fully surrendered to the call of, to the call of God in his life. He was fully surrendered. He walked by faith and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, if you look at it, let's look at it. Let's look at it together and we see it together. You see the differences. You can compare the difference between the old Peter that was looking at the physical and the new Peter after Jesus. Excuse me. The new Peter that was filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Acts 12. Acts 12. 5 to 17. I pray I finish this message. Acts 12, 5 to 17, it says, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Why did they pray very earnestly? If you look at 1 to 4, James was killed. And Herod wanted to use Peter. Wanted to, Peter was next to be killed. So the, the night before Peter was placed on trial, he was asleep. Listen, fasting with, with what? Two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at what? At the prison gate. Suddenly. Pastor, let's, let's look at it from verse, verse one. Please, sorry. I'll read, I'll read verse one. Yeah. Let me read it. I don't have it on my, on my page. I wanted, your C, I wanted you to see. It says, verse four says here, it says, he then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Think about it. Four squads of four soldiers each. How many of those? Let's think about it. Let's say 16. If you mathematics, you know, four squads of four, four times four, 16. Herod intended to bring Peter out of out for the public trial after the Passover. And the church started to pray. Let's go, let's go down to six. It says, the night before, Peter was to be placed on trial. He was asleep, fasting with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the, in the, in the cell. And an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. Peter struck him. Sorry, sorry. The angel struck him on the side to waken him. And said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. And put on, and put on your coat and follow me. The angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, following the angel. All the time he thought it was, it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and the second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. Then it then this opened for them all by itself. Good. So they pass through the, they pass through. Look, when you're working with God, <laughs> the supernatural happens. It, look, let me keep going. So they passed through and started walking down the street. Then the angels already left him. Peter finally, finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do with me. When he realized this, he went, went to, to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where, they, where many were gathered for prayer. <laughs> he knocked at the door at the gate and a servant girl named Rhonda came to open it. When, when she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed 
that she, instead of opening, she ran back and said to them, Peter is standing there. He said, man, you, man, you're out of your mind. Get out of here. We haven't finished praying. We're, we're praying fire prayer. Fire. <laughs> he, he, he insisted. They decided, okay, let's, it must be an angel. They come to the captain praying. Meanwhile, Peter was knocking and knocking and knocking. And what happened? They finally opened the door and they were amazed. It means that they, they too, they didn't have an expectation. They were praying anyhow prayer. No expectation in mind. No expectation in mind. Do you know how many people were standing God with Peter? That's why I had to read first, that from verse 4. 16 plus 2 beside him. That's 18 soldiers. 18 soldiers. This man is about to die. He has 18 soldiers. He was at total peace, sold out for God. He was at rest. Why? He was sleeping. Most likely snoring there. How can you sleep when you're about to die for the gospel? How can you sleep when you're about this trouble? Everywhere there's trouble. How can you sleep when there's, a, when there's an economic downturn? How can you sleep when there's a pandemic? How can you sleep when the COVID is raving? How can you sleep when soldiers are next to you? Sleeping indicates that he was totally surrendered. Peace, rest, soldier. He didn't care. Think about the same Peter that saw waves and he panicked with fear. The same Peter, the same Peter now knows who God is. He knows who Christ is. He knows who knew. Holy Spirit is working with him. He said, none of this, he's, he's like, Paul, none of this moved me. I count it as junk. He's in prison and he's, he's you know, in Nigeria they would say, no shaking. He's not, even, he's not even moved. He's not moved by anything. He's not. And because he was not moved, God says, wow, I've seen somebody that believes me. Your work is not over yet. I've seen you that believe me. Man, come on. Send somebody, Angel Michael or Angel whoever, and say, okay, come on. Get, get him out. Can you imagine he saying he passed through all the soldiers? I, I wonder, when I was reading the just now, I was remembering, I said, I said, what happened to all the 18? Were they asleep? Most likely they were in a trash, asleep somewhere. As if they had the uh, NyQuil or something, and they just fell asleep. The door opened up. God will fight your battle when you are when you at rest. When he didn't tell you to, when he didn't tell you to do anything at rest. He's saying, "Man, in this trouble, you are you are determined that you're going to be at rest. You've determined yourself that you're going to be at rest. Whoa, this is a man that knows who I am. You know me. You know who I am." Wow. Wow. Okay. Go and rescue him. He, I found somebody that, man, he sold that for me. Paul, Paul says, he says, he says, he says, his death is even gain. No, oh man, living is, is okay, but death is, man, is, man, to God be the glory. Man, I, the only thing I want to live for, that's what these people were doing. They were living for who? Christ. They were living all the way doing the walking in the spirit. They were here on earth, but they were moved by things that was going on. When the Holy Spirit was saying, go here, go here, oh, sure, no problem, boom, let's go. Do this, do that. God will help us in the name of Jesus. We look at this uh, prayer group. This one was amazing. They were, they, they were not, Peter was knocking. The prayer group did, did not, that's the contracts. The prayer group did not have a knowledge of who Christ is. They, they didn't have a knowledge of who God was. They didn't know. They didn't have an expectation. They didn't, have, they didn't know God at all. They didn't, even, they didn't even come with faith. They came with zero faith. What do you mean by zero? Zero. They had 
one, even one drop of faith did he have? No expectation. They gathered, but they didn't think it was going to happen. Why were they amazed? They, they were amazed. They were surprised. And New King James says they were surprised. They were like, whoa, really? It's you, Peter? And we pray, we've been, been calling fire, we've been doing all kinds of things, but nothing. You know, this reminds me, this, this, this prayer, it reminds me of, you know, there's one, 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 um, one story I heard. It was down south, I think it was Alabama. You know, um, it, they, they, had a, they had a drought, you know, they had a drought and the pastor, and there were a lot of farmers there, you know, they had a drought and they were, you know, the government would say, you, you can't have to conserve water, you can't wash your car, you can't do this, you can't do that. And the, the church pastor says, okay, we're gonna, let's come out on Saturday and let's pray for the rain, for rain to fall. Let's pray for rain to fall. The congregation showed up, but it was only an eight year old, I think it was an eight year old girl that came with an umbrella. <laughs> she came with an umbrella because the, she had the expectation that, man, we're gonna have rain. So when we're leaving, gonna be. But the rest of the people had no umbrella. There was no expectation. So the man sent all of them back home. Say they were not having any prayer meeting because you, you had no expectation. And that's why when you're praying, you need to have an expectation that God is going to do it. Oh, God has done it. I'll leave you with this. This uh, scripture. Mark eleven twenty two 22, Amplified. Jesus replied, have faith in God constantly. So it's a constant thing. You and I, you and I are to constantly walk by faith and not by sight. Let us do the right thing. And the right thing is fixing our eyes on Jesus at all times. God, as we do, continue fixing our eyes on him. Let me tell you, let me tell us something. He will, his word will not come back to him void. It will accomplish everything he sent it out to do. But the key is, he's saying, fix your eyes on me. Leave the physical alone. Leave the physical alone. I've spoken to you about this. You have the word. You have Rema. The word I've spoken to you. Hold on to it. Leave the physical. Leave the physical alone. God has spoken to a lot of you about one thing or the other. Leave the physical alone. I'm telling you, leave it. As soon as you leave that thing alone and you focus on him, God now starts to walk. He starts seeing somebody. Wow, somebody is now, he now believes me. He believes what I've said. He now starts to walk. So my prayer is that we we'll fix our eyes on Christ. Because that's our hope. We have no hope if we don't fix our eyes on Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let us really bow our heads wherever you are in your, and really ponder over that scripture. Jesus replied, have faith in God, constantly. If you're not, you haven't been constantly in that aspect, you have an opportunity to, to repent and say, God, you know, I have not been constant. I've been allowing myself to be moved by every wind. You can, you can, you can repent now. Say, God, I'm going to follow you. Help me by your grace. If, the, if God has given you a word and you're still standing, 
use the opportunity now to thank him. Thank him for it. He's, he's faithful. He's faithful. You know, we, we sang it today. You're too faithful to fail us. You're, you, you're too faithful. You're too faithful to disappoint us. You can't. Let's just thank him because he's, he's, he's so faithful. He's very faithful. For him to remind me today, I was just telling him, I said, God, you know, you haven't, this is, this, God, this thing is still happening. Say, did I tell you to keep looking? What he was reminding me is, remember, Jesus caused the victory. Did he look the next day? He didn't. He didn't look to see whether the thing had died or not. He looked away. As he looked away, he knew within himself is done. God wants us to know within ourselves is done. He doesn't want us to keep looking. Because you know what happens when we keep looking? Keep, I'm just encouraging you to keep going. When we, what happens to us when we keep looking? We start to get discouraged. You think about your health, it starts to get discouraged. How come this is not getting any better? But I'm standing on the word. You think about your finances, you say, how come it's not getting better? You think about your business. But God, you promised me, you said this business will prosper. How come it's not prospering? But God said, remove your eyes. Remove your eyes. That's what he told Pastor I and I. That's what the Lord told us. He said, remove your eyes. Take your eyes away. Fix it on me instead. And let me see you walk. You see me walk. You see me walk. And that's what God is wanting for us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you for you really coming to really encourage us today. You're telling us to really fix our eyes on you. You're telling us to come to know you more. To have that intimate relationship with you. You desire it. You want us to. Because that's how we know. It says, when we know you, we know your character. We know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people say, oh, God brought sickness. No, God doesn't bring sickness. He doesn't want you to be even be poor. But when you know his character, you know that this is not God. It is the enemy. It's the devil. That brings sickness. Lord, I pray that you give us an understanding. Help us to desire to know you more. Help us, Lord, so that as, you know, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. The only way our faith can grow is by hearing the word and doing what God has told us to do. The only way we can we can we can hear the word when God says do something you do it. You do it. That's the only way. Faith and works. He says you do it. He tells you you do it. That's why when we read Acts, he says Barnabas and Saul were directed by the Holy Spirit to go. And they went. Help us because, Lord, this is what it is. We want us to grow our faith so that we can, we can receive everything that you have for us for 2021. So 2021 doesn't pass by and we don't get anything. But we want to receive everything you've already portioned for us. Everything that you've already set aside for us. We want to receive it. And the only way we can receive it is by this, by faith. We don't receive it in the physical because you're not physical. You're spirit. But it's our faith muscle that we receive. We receive, we receive by faith. We receive by faith in prayer. We receive by faith. We receive everything by faith. 
But it starts from knowing in whom. Knowing, knowing, knowing God. Isaiah says, whose report would you believe? You say you believe the report of the Lord. Okay, good. If you believe the report of the Lord, then you get to know who he is. You get to know his character. You tend to, you tend to know how he operates. Then when you know that you're, you're equipped, you're not working in the physical. Yes, you're on this earth. Yes, 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 yes. I'm on this earth. Yes, I know. I know you're on this earth. But the Lord says, but you're a spirit. You're a spirit. You're a spirit first. You're a spirit being. Ah, you say, why? Why am I a spirit being? And when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he comes and lives in your heart. You're a spirit. You have a body. Yes. Yes. But what happened? Because you're a spirit, you walk. You walk in the spirit. You're led by the spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit came. For us to be led by him. We've crossed over from, we've gone, we've crossed over from, from, from the aspect of our sinful nature to the aspect of the new nature created in Christ Jesus, being led of the Spirit. He leads us. He leads us. He leads us. He sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies. It's him because we're being led. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. We're being led. We're being led. We're being led. Help us to be led. That's key. Because the Holy Spirit wouldn't lead us into the ditch. You know, the, the, the Bible says the blind lead the blind and they fall into the ditch. Why? Because the blind is, they can't see. But Lord, we see. We see the Holy Spirit. We, we understand. We led of the Holy Spirit. Help us because this is critical in these days, in these days of being so carnally minded, in these days of, you know, of way everybody's looking, you know, the devil is throwing all kinds of things. He's even trying to lure us back to his camp. He's trying his best to lure us back into his camp. But Lord, help us so that we'll always fix our eyes on you because that's where our strength comes from. That's where victory comes from. That's where joy comes from. That's where everything comes from. So Father Lord, we just, we surrender to you today. And Lord, help us, use us, give us boldness. Give us, give us boldness to stand in the midst of people that are carnally minded. To stand in the midst of the world, to keep moving forward. Because we put our hands on the plow, we're now looking back. We're not looking back, we're going forward. We're going forward, we're looking forward because we're looking, we're looking at you, Jesus. You are example, you are the one that lead us. Holy Spirit, you are the leading us. We don't want to grieve you, Holy Spirit, because you are guiding us to way, the way we live. I know sometimes the world throws us different curveballs, but Lord, it's amazing, you know, because we have you, you are the one that will still continue to guide us. So Father Lord, I just, I, I thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. I pray for, I pray for, you know, people that have businesses, you know, they're, they're struggling in their businesses. Lord, I pray that you come and really help them to be focused on you. Help them to hold on to a word. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, a word. That word. A word for their business for this year. Hold on to the, the word for their business. You that are struggling in your job, hold on to a word for your job. So Father Lord, I just thank you because Lord, as they hold on to, to this word, to whatever word that you've put in their heart, Lord, we pray that they start to see spiritually how things are going. And as they start to see it, it starts to manifest in the physical. Father, Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we also pray for anyone that is struggling with anything or the other. Lord, we pray that, Lord, they focus on their eyes on you. That's where strength comes from. That's where excitement comes from. 
That's where joy comes from. Father, Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you, awesome God. Help us not to be intimidated by the enemy. Help us not to be looking at our degree when we're applying for a job that you told us to apply for. Help us not to look at ourselves as inadequate because you don't look at us as inadequate. You don't look at us as inadequate. We're adequate in your eyes. We're capable in your eyes. So Father Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you, awesome God. We bless your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.